Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Rivers, we need, we're already rolling on this thing, so let's... Let's welcome you to the boiling point. And Dave, nice to see you too, by Long the way. Long time. It's been like five or six episodes since I've seen God, you. you look good. Because we had Wayne Jago on as the co-host yeah. on the last, yes. last few few yes. weeks. And, Did uh, you? Yeah. You, you know Wayne, you. Rivers? And, yeah, I do. Yeah. I've known Wayne a long time. And you know what we should do sometime? Next time you have to leave Dave for a few weeks, we'll, br- we'll bring Rivers down to be- Count uh, me I, in. I'm just thinking that. I think he's, that- he's, you, know, you were not just thinking that. I you was just think thinking that. that. I swear <laughs> to God. You have to think it. <laughs> so so the, reason, the reason, Dave, I was gone, why you had to find a replacement for me is I was actually hanging out with Rivers in Boston yep. at 48 we Hours were. in the Hub. So yeah. let's, we're going to get in, into okay. all of that. Okay. But we, we have to introduce Rivers. But- I think because you and I know him so well, I'd rather Rivers give us the. the okay, the but intro, just by the way, so by the way, guests are on to us, or and listeners are on to us about. <laughs> we we know people so well, we'd rather them introduce themselves. Okay, well, how about this? Rivers Corbett, MBA, is an no, award-winning Rivers, social entrepreneur. Rivers, you, you got to do it. Go oh, not that introduction. <laughs> Who are you, Rivers? What about what about Rivers Corbett, PhD? In rocket science and personal friend of Gene Simmons. How about that one? That's I like that that's one. Gotta be that's that's <laughs> up at the top. That's up at the top. <laughs> so who can argue with it? So Rivers, you you have multiple hats as far as your your impact on the Canadian and international entrepreneurship scene. So deeply involved with Startup Canada, um, working with government right now, really helping. Uh, mm-hmm. government become more entrepreneurial and supporting small business in our province of New Brunswick. But also you've got such a rich history of starting uh, businesses over the years, including a really tasty one that made some of the best burgers on earth. Why don't you, you, why don't you give us the, uh, the intro of Rivers Corbett? Yeah. So Rivers Corbett was born to be an entrepreneur. I think, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that people are brought into this earth with a specific DNA to do a certain role while they're on the earth. And it's just up to us to, to find what that is uh, through various discoveries and, and so on. And I've been fortunate enough to find at really the age of 34 that I wanted to actually be an entrepreneur, not just talk about doing it. And so for the last 21 years, I've been really uh, focused in on, one, being an entrepreneur, but as you said, supporting that ecosystem, supporting that journey, uh, enhancing the success of entrepreneurs with entrepreneur and entrepreneurship being my charity of choice to contribute my free time, uh, my money, uh, and I've lost a lot of it along the way too, by the way, because there's still the other side where I was an entrepreneur and still am. So yeah, I've lost uh, a lot of there, but you gain it too, and it's all a great journey. But I, uh, yeah, I, I just ooze entrepreneurship, and I love supporting entrepreneurs at any level to help them be successful. Um, startup, I was a founder of Startup Canada, which has just been an epic, epic, epic journey. And, um, you know, all of it is about helping entrepreneurs be successful because look, I believe that they're the most important people in society, minus moms. I mean, when you really look, look at it, you know, we, we, we take this, we put doctors up in this huge, huge pedestal, but I don't know a doctor that works for free. Do you guys? 
what about an entrepreneurial doctor mom? <laughs> nah, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. So doctors need us entrepreneurs to um, uh, uh, make it all happen because they're not going to work for free for sure. So uh, that's the uh, I'm getting kicked out of my recording room. Thanks, guys. I, I didn't book <laughs> the room. Like your was, was, was that the premiere? <laughs> I didn't book the room. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, Brian. We didn't book your office. <laughs> and for listeners, for listeners that wouldn't know Brian. Okay, oh my God! I wonder why his secretary looked at me when I just strode in with my uh, with my phone talking. I said, "It's Dave and Greg." Oh, go on right in. <laughs> so for the for the listeners' anyway, sake, the, Brian is the premier of our province. I'm not going to say that. No, I'm going to let you figure yeah, out who Brian is. I wasn't thinking I'm not putting myself in that hey, hole. Hey, Rivers, so. Rivers. I, I, the other the thing that I I remember. I mean, I remember you came and spoke to a group I was with uh, with the Wallace McCain Institute. And uh, yes. and I have this vivid memory of you wearing the your socks. Tell us, maybe tell the listeners about your socks and and the theory and philosophy behind how you wear your socks. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So it had to do. With, that's a great memory, man. Um, yeah, I, look, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that in order to be successful in in business, let alone life is that you need to adopt a very singular strategy. And this strategy, by the way, is guaranteed to work to have success in business and success in life if you consistently follow it. And uh, Dave, you're right. It was uh, I had two different socks on because I'm a firm believer you got to zag when everybody else zigs. And the whole premise is that you do things differently. You're always looking for innovation. You're always looking at being unique. And those are the things that are ultimately going to drive you forward in a way that will always keep you relevant as an individual and also relevant as a business. And so that was just my message is, you know, everybody wears the same color socks. Well, not me. I wear two different types of socks. And, and, and well, today, what, what are our colors? Well, <laughs> So today, of course, they're the same color. <laughs> well, me too. That, that, that's, that's, they, have, they have polka dots on them. They have polka dots on them that are green, yellow, and blue. And um, and so, you know what but I'm going to do right now? Just because you're challenging me, I'm taking my shoe off. I'm going to walk around with one shoe on and one shoe off. <laughs> but i, I got to tell you something. This says a lot about your integrity, too. Like, we can't see you. We're floating in an office. The listeners can't see you. And you look down and go, dang, I just told this boss about zigging and zagging. And I'm, I'm, I'm zagging when I should be but zigging. You know what's funny? Is, 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 is I have the exact same uh, practice as Rivers because I never yeah. wear never wear the same socks, ever. Is it a, is it a um, practice or is it just how things well, turn out? Well, here's the thing. It's how things turn out. Yeah, However, you. I just never understood the theory of a White House be matched. Now, well, now today, you know. Now you know. But, but today, Rivers, I ended up getting two socks with that says Hawaii on them and there's big waves <laughs> big waves, big waves. <laughs> I've never and, seen socks like and, that and this is the first time in a long time that I've worn socks that match so, uh, but they are unique socks. So, so uh, technically, then, uh, Greg, we are zagging today because usually we're boring by wearing two different socks. So now we've gone back to the usual way, which everybody else says, which we don't do. So now people are talking about it again. See, that's Bam. just how it works. It, how this it, is how it works. So, and you, you, I mean, and I know why uh, Greg has asked you to be a future co-host because you're just this is your medium clearly, and and I understand you have a podcast. Tell the listeners. Yes, 
sure. promote it and you know uh, you know who you're interviewing what you're doing and, and and how it's going and how they can they can like listen and, and listen into yeah you well as uh, I've been hanging out as they with the startup Canada guys for really a long long them. long time and uh, had just had a great journey with them yep. and so they asked me about three years ago to uh, to host their their podcast show which is a national show that interviews entrepreneurs from coast to to coast and you know i've had some high profile people like uh like ryan ryan holmes from uh, hootsuite the ceo and founder of hootsuite to the guy that started the international startup festival in montreal to tony lacavera who founded and sold win mobile uh to people who you know are running craft businesses out of prince edward island and are just talking about their successes in life i've interviewed people who are who were great supporters of the ecosystem, not necessarily entrepreneurs. I had an epic conversation with a lady from the federal government who's just doing amazing things in supporting entrepreneurship, not just saying she's going to do it. She's actually doing it. I can't remember her name. Way to go. Pull me out. Yes, way nice, to go. Nice day. <laughs> nice day. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know who she is. I have to go listen is what you should say, right? Well, you, you know, you can go on to Startup Can dot ca slash or forward slash podcast and and all of the podcasts that are there we've done i think my gosh i think we've done like 80 of them now and um and you'll be able to find her podcast amongst all the other ones that are there and what was that dave what was that throwing up i was just i was gonna say you know the world is a good place when podcasters are interviewing podcasters because we're we're really the the people that have uh, uh, probably have the most context with what so many other people are doing together. So yes. this is a very unique experience to talk to. Right well, now. well, you know, there was one guy that I interviewed. He did. He had a podcast show, and the reason he started the podcast show is so he could meet other the people he wanted to meet. And he said they found that when he started the podcast show, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be, you know, Gene Simmons of the world. Oh my gosh, somebody from a podcast wants to interview me. And so he's interviewing and connecting with the most incredible people because he has a podcast show and he reaches out as not to speak to them, but to interview them. And he says it's so amazing because he's created the opportunity to speak to these people, but then the opportunity to develop further relationships with them has just been incredible. Well, I was just going to say, I, that's, I think that's true, and I wonder about that window. So I think we should take advantage of it while we can as podcasters. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, you're bang on because how long is podcasting going to last, right? Well, and or or it's just or it becomes so ubiquitous that everyone has one and everyone's being asked to be on one and they yeah, you're right. Going, but nah. you know what? Um, and it's really neat too, Rivers, because the nature of our podcast here, the boiling point, is we never have a theme. We just see where this thing goes. Um, yeah. but let's let's talk. You know about what podcasts. you guys are like. <laughs> you guys are like, and I and I read it yesterday because it was a, there was a, an article about the um, about the where did the word a came from, and they talked of course about Bob and Doug McKenzie, and that's, that's what right, you right? guys are. Oh, we are Bob and Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was their show. What we're going to talk about today? Such a hoser. Yeah, hoser. When was it? When was it? Three years ago. I've got Don in the in the booth here too. Was it three years ago? I went to NMX in Vegas. So three or four years ago, I went to the New Media Expo Rivers, which was uh, used to be called Blogger World. Um, but the big focus for NMX was podcasting. And this is kind of before the big wave happened. But wow. they made a really good point saying, anybody who's starting now, um, doesn't matter what your topic or your size, 
you're going to be at the beginning of something that is going yeah. to continue to grow. So podcasting is not going away. It's only going to grow and grow and grow, except Rivers Podcast for Startup Canada, Boiling Point, you've got over 80 episodes. We've, I don't know how many we've got, 150 or something, but we could have said I had 500 and you would have said, yeah, we get like 685. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, podcasting. Yay. We love it. Let, 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 let's, yeah. move, let's move forward. Still love to talk about 48 hours in the hub, but let's move forward to where you are at right now with, with ONB. Um, yes. Because for, and, and we've got and who, listeners and, and who, outside of New Brunswick. And who so is ONB? Who is ONB? Why have they brought you in as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Very exciting, by the way, to see our provincial government bring entrepreneurs into their into their fold. Yeah. So yeah, why, why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's a it's a great question, and um, you know, the last place I'd ever thought I'd find myself is in quote unquote government. But uh, given that opportunities New Brunswick, which is the economic engine for the development of the engine for the province, uh, is a crown corporation, it creates and it operates under different rules than say typical government would. And so the culture here is absolutely magnificent. It's about put the puck in the net. Let's make it happen. It's not about it's not about putting in hours, it's about putting in results. I was, I, I came up to the opportunity, they were going to put a, I, I, I really call it an entrepreneur in residence in uh, Opportunities New Brunswick. Um, I looked at the, I looked at the doc, you know, the kind of the the, the, the the piece of paper that said, this is what we need. And I said, man, my name's written all over that. And because I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship, in particular entrepreneurship in New Brunswick, I said, you know, I've been tooting all along that entrepreneurs got to be inside. If I'm not the guy that does this, then all I'm going to do is crap on the guy or girl that does do it. So <laughs> I better go in and, and uh, fortunately, I was able to win the competition. And my goal has been to help to significantly move the actions and spirit of entrepreneurship in this province. And as I said, I believe entrepreneurs are going to save the world. And, you know, as much as these great big announcements are great, you know, 20, 30, 40 jobs or more, it's the one or two, three or four jobs that are being created by the majority of businesses in this province that are the ones that are going to keep us going in the long term. And those are the ones that we need to celebrate and help and move along the way. The other part of it, as I mentioned, is the spirit of entrepreneurship. And, you know, I I, I, I say that I've, I've got another vision is that, uh, and you know this guy I'm going to say it to because I say it all the time, but I, I have a vision that little kids about 30 years from now will say, tell me the story about Greg Hemming's dad before I go to sleep tonight and how successful he was. <laughs> That's what I want to create, that we become okay. the culture, not the bedtime, uh, bedtime stories. No, I, I, I love that, River. I, I, I love every bar, bit of it. Here's the funny thing. My father's actually in the studio with us right now. So it almost, oh, nice. it almost sounded like you said Greg Hemming's dad. Uh, tell me the story of Greg Hemming's dad. Uh, <laughs> which is good. I love it. I love it. What, what, what an option. But that's what I want. I mean, I want the spirit to be that people are high five. And we, we turn around, you know, we give so much appreciation and respect to our armed forces, which we should do. But we need to also do the same thing for entrepreneurs. Oh, it's got to be this. To, sorry, I cut you off, but I'm just going, I just got it. I literally thought you were talking about, there's a story about Don Evans. Like, oh. <laughs> 
I was sitting here and I was listening to it. Oh, I'm going, <laughs> you got to get Don in here. Just, oh, my God. Don, so Don what is your legendary story that these kids in 30 years? Besides producing Greg Evans. I think I'm part of this, even though I'm not supposed to be a host or a guest today. You're in, man. I do tell bedtime stories, and I have quite a reputation so there you go you you are very psychic oh god that is so funny <laughs> uh, i was like and don hemmings has some good stories about don hemmings too so there we go yes i'm sure hey so yeah. what's, no. what's stopping people from exercising the spirit of entrepreneurship or entrepreneurism you know like what what do you because you wrote a book around this right yeah, I did. So, you, so your question is, what's stopping that from happening? Well, in people, yeah, like in you know, and, yeah, and, and, I yeah. Mean, it's, and not just here, but I, you know, you see, just I believe it's it's a contagious thing. I believe it's it's in everyone to a degree, and I believe sometimes yes. there's layers that hold it back, you know, for some people. And I just was curious what your kind of opinion of, of that is. Yeah, for people not wanting to become an entrepreneur, or, or they they're not they aware, want to, but they're not they don't have the guts. They don't to have do the guts, it. or they're worried. Or yeah, they yeah. Think, oh, I should, well, it, I should yeah. be in a I should be in a government job, or I I need to be yeah. bilingual because I need yeah. to have this perfect yeah. you know, federal job or whatever it might be, right? It's, and here's the here's the reason why here's the reason why right here is because we have done a terrible terrible job as a society slash education system and I am going to put the the focus right on there on introducing entrepreneurship as an option for a career we have we have trained people to be workers not necessarily entrepreneurs and there's nothing wrong with being a worker there's nothing wrong with having a job but entrepreneurship needs to be embraced as a career choice and kids given the opportunity to explore that i don't need to know that zeus is the greek god Thank you very much, but that's gone. Uh, that should be gone out of the curriculum in the history. In the history. I don't need to know about uh, you know the geography of South America. What I need to do is bring in, take those out and bring in some courses, some focuses, some mandatory courses, by the way, on entrepreneurship, having people at least begin the process of understanding what being an entrepreneur is all about so that those people can then move forward and have that. Because then those dialogues start to happen at the kitchen table as to well, what's this entrepreneurship all about. And it's like when the kitchen table starts to having a dialogue around it, then all of a sudden you start to see a shift happen. But mm. that's where it's, it's a cultural issue. So how do you start that process now? And you don't have that in the education system. Well, you, you need to have more and more stories told. And this is, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, our MLAs, as an example, when they're doing speeches, they should be talking about a successful business person in their community. This is Bob. He's got a successful plumbing shop. This is Mary. She's got a, a great IT company. And the more stories are told, it's so easy to tell stories. The more they're told, the more people will start to gravitate towards finding out more about the story. But the stories aren't being told. Amen. And going back to education, to uh, Rivers, we... We've been following that a lot, you know, with our films, Code Kids, Systema, yeah. a bunch of other things yeah, that we, yeah. we've explored. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, when we did the Millennial Dream film, we interviewed Seth Godin, and his big thing was our education system was set up for the factory floor. Yeah, we, of course. We, we were yeah. creating uh, <clears throat> a workforce for the Industrial Revolution. It all makes sense. Um, but now we are in this place where that's all overseas, essentially. Like, those jobs yep. really aren't here anymore. So nope. we, uh, you know, uh, Don and I were just talking about entering into a bossless society, society or uh, economy, I should say. It's not that there's a, a lack of bosses, but people, the need to be, uh, hi, you know, have the hierarchy is less and less where people can 
create value, inc- including millions of dollars worth of value on their own. Yes. And yes. Um, I think it's just so fitting uh, to have that discussion about why are we still teaching our kids how to work on the factory floor? Um, yeah. And, you know, it's a, it, it's a really good point that you bring up there. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm pretty passionate about that point, and you know, I I think it also takes it takes leadership in the education system to be able to say. I mean, you go to I don't know if you guys go to uh, like high schools and campuses are, are starting to move in that direction. But you know, if you go to Fredericton High School, the 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 first of all, the entrepreneurship class, which is a uh, voluntary class, it's an optional class, is full. You can't get in it if you want to after it's done, and they put them in the very back of the school. That's where the classroom is, hmm. and it's you know the optics are just so freaking wrong, yeah. and uh, and the education system needs to change that. Mm. Yeah, 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 completely. And I I do see like some amazing things coming out of out of the education system here as well, but it really has a lot of it's been led by uh, kind of pioneers and pushers from outside the system, like David Alston as an example. Yeah, yeah. And what he yep. what he's been able to help support in building Brilliant Labs um, to and for those who don't know what Brilliant Labs is, it's, a, it's an organization, organization set up to support either financially or other resource-wise, mentorship, et cetera, support the teachers and students in the province who want to learn technology and coding. Right. Um, right. Not, not force it, you know, but like if, if, there, right. if there's people that want to explore it, it's there. So we're starting to see things like this and we're becoming a model. Um, that people are coming to. So I like that. And these are stories we're telling, we're telling stories right now. These are stories that we need to start bragging about and Mm -hmm. let the world know that we actually are doing something really innovative. We haven't figured it out yet. Well, you know what we should do, Greg, we should start a startup film festival. That is such a novel idea of uh, River. I mean, seriously, why have we not spoken about this before? Tell the story. I, just, I you just I asked us right You're now, didn't you? Wow! Right this moment, I can tell it had nothing to do with drinking beers in Boston and ah. saying what a cool idea. So tell this me, would be. tell me about Boston and hatching great ideas like this. What was your experience? Well, like f- in first of all, before I do, did you were you involved with the CTA or Forty Eight Hours in the Hub, Dave? No. Why did I think you said like a while ago? You said you were ex- ex- oh, I'm, yeah. Our company's been accepted to the Boston Accelerator, which I think thing. is connected. Oh, right? cool. Same yeah, thing. I think. But, I, but we haven't experienced it yet. So, so we. When is it? Uh, we go in the fall, I believe. Well, I, I've applied for the fall. Wow, so we're going together. Be- Holy road trip. Oh my okay. goodness. Yeah, the di- the, yeah, but the difference is, Dave, is you got accepted. <laughs> nice. So, someone wrote the application on my behalf. I got to tell you. Okay, that's so you thing. actually put the application in. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Did. So, so for not, those not who me, don't not know, me personally, but this does, this does fall back to Rivers. So, for those who don't know, uh, the Canadian the Canadian government is actually really really forward thinking with um, yes. supporting the entrepreneur into yeah. the into other markets. Well, so in the particular con- in Boston, in from what I understand, well, right? Boston, San Francisco, New York. There's a bunch of different places that the, that the Canadian consulate has services to help us all around the world, in fact. Yeah, they do. Yeah, One of the programs in Boston is called the CTA, the Canadian Technology Accelerator. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it's called. Now I get the acronym. One Sorry. of the ways to get in, because I've applied for it twice or maybe three times and haven't gotten in, <laughs> um, is to go down to this thing called 48 Hours in the Hub where they take you down for two full days and you meet all the stakeholders, investors, uh, other players, other Canadian entrepreneurs, and then you just see, is this a market that we want to build in? And for me, it is. Rivers happens to be yeah. there, and we we have a great old time. Uh, my my friend Zav and I win an award, which is a golden cup that said, what did it say uh, on it? Do you remember Rivers? Best pitch. Best it pitch. Was, you actually won for, for best 
pitch, but their best uh, presentation, but they gave you the best pitch award. <laughs> no, no, they gave us be- that most innovative technology award. By That's what it was, yeah, most innovative technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So anyway, it. the cool thing is... Hey, can I just talk about a point for opportunities in Brunswick for just a sec? They, uh, just to go on that government piece. Yeah. I, I really do love what the what O1B is doing and being progressive in, in developing a strong uh, and progressive-oriented uh, ecosystem. They, they are the first province to sign a strategic partnership with an organization out of Boston called The Scene, which is Canadian Entrepreneurs in New England, which is 300 expats all down there wanting to help businesses like yours to be successful in New England. It's like having 300 friends down there wave their hands and say, we're here to help. And these people are just epic, epic, epic successful people. But ONB is the first province in Canada to form a strategic partnership. That's the type of innovation that's happening from a relationship perspective to help people in our province uh, be successful as entrepreneurs. And, so I just had to tie into that from the CTA. I, I, thank you for adding that because, you know, from the entrepreneur standpoint, um, when I was looking at, you know, just what's happening and the opportunity that this presents, right, as a company. Um, and, and we were supposed to, we were actually originally supposed to go down in, in the fall, I believe, of last year. And we just weren't right. ready. We just, and, and now, and typically I, I found, and, and all well-meaning people, but, you know, you talk to a, a government agency, they would say, they're, kind of sometimes you feel like they're trying to tick the box, like, no, no, you got to go, yeah. this is your window. I talked to the guy, the people at the accelerator. They said, "No worries. Just let's get, let's make sure you're down here when it's going to be the best for you guys because we want you to maximize this experience." Nice. And then they described everything, and I thought, "Okay, they really get it." So, so yeah. we, there's, I believe we we got support, you know, office space introductions for like a three month period. It's uh-huh. pretty awesome, man. Yeah. And, and they put you up in a, this really cool uh, co working space down there uh, called the uh, Cambridge Innovation Center and the CIC. Where everybody is, it's the place to be. How, Rivers, how right. do, how do people listen? Because there's going to be people. I know people will be going. Well, how do I learn more? How, what's the best way to to uh, to learn more if you're a, 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 a primarily you know, a Brunswick entrepreneur? I guess, eh? Yeah, it's it's so it's so simple. It's uh, one if you're if you've got an inter- interest in uh, connecting with the scene. Well, uh, Opportunities New Brunswick has got an amazing team of what they call business development executives that are frontline people that can help you uh, nurture that relationship with that group. Uh, kind of like a, a matchmaking thing, and then you know it's, it's the CTA is you just go online, Google CTA, and start the process there. The nice thing about the CTA, the Trade Commission down there, sorry, is that our premier, ex premier, David Allward's the Trade Commissioner. So even though he's not supposed to kind of aim towards favoritism towards New Brunswick, he does, and it's great to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, so, we we're, we're big fans of David Allward in Boston. Yeah, Helping he's a great out. guy. You know, but it's a, it's a great point to bring up, Dave. You know, so many people they sit, you know, sit and they wait for people to come to them. Well, that's not how dating works. And business is a dating game. You got to go out and you got to find those organizations or people that can help you move your agenda forward. And then, uh, and and those are the type of people that that, that we want to work with—the ones that take initiative, not the ones that are passive. Uh, Rivers, we're at the end of it. I want to get you back on the bowling point because there's so much stuff about you and your experiences that we haven't had a chance to get into. So let's let's make sure we bring you back in the fall. I think that would be a really great idea. Um, we love to end our podcast with ways for people to connect with you because I know you've got the books. You've got you've, there's so many different the podcast, so many different touch points for you on a personal level. Why don't why don't you give yourself uh, uh, ways for people to get in touch with you? 
Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, there's two ways I really get people to focus in on. One is uh, Twitter. It's at Rivers Corbett. And then I have my uh, personal website, which is Meet rivers.com that's m-e-e-t not m-e-a-t rivers.com meet rivers.com rivers yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right what show was that who called who meathead do you remember that show uh yeah hold on meathead uh was it a show or a movie in meathead it was a show it was a sitcom and it oh. was a it was an epic sitcom it was uh, all in the family his son-in-law you yeah. were not gonna say that. Archie I, Bunker was, used to I was call thinking it. archie bunker when you said that I archie bunker. yep yeah. Meathead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you guys are epic. Thank you so much for the invite, uh, Don. Great to have you on the sidelines, and uh, <laughs> we'll look forward to the next time we chat. All right, Rivers. Take care, man. See you, man. Thanks so much. See you guys. Take Bye. care. Great energy. Oh, yeah. Fabulous energy. So um, we're out of time even for uh, follow ups, but um, one takeaway. One takeaway. Amongst the many amazing things, he shares uh, one of your favorite words. Epic. Yes. He does. And, and you know, Rivers is an epic guy. Yeah. The energy that he has. Like well, you that, just, you heard it. People heard it. That's in the bottle. People and heard it. That's not fake. That's, let, that's the real Let's save our, our real takeaways to the second time. We, we need to bring him on again. There's too much gold and experience that yeah. he's gone through. Well, he'll be a guest host as well. I see. I can see it. Of course. All right. Okay, brother. See, see you next good, week. Good having you back. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>